Welcome back to the Dope Ass Souls podcast. I am your host, Emma Murphy, and in tonight's episode, I'm interviewing Amber Rashid, who is one of the facilitators in my ayahuasca ceremony in Costa Rica. Amber is originally from Atlanta, Georgia. However, she grew up in Guanacaste, Costa Rica, and studied abroad in the UK. She's always had an inner knowing that there was something greater that created this beautiful earth that we live on, until her faith and spirit became strong in 2019, when she was first introduced to plant medicine. Amber has spent time in the Amazon forest with the tribes, gaining a deeper connection with the plants, and she recently just became a Cambo practitioner with her mum. Cambo is the frog medicine and is also known as the warrior medicine, and it is incredibly healing. And now more than ever, we need to connect back to our hearts and come home to our true self. And Amber talks about this with her wisdom through her beautiful heart, and I'm so grateful to have her on this episode. So here it is, and I hope you enjoy the show. So welcome to the Dope Ass Souls podcast, Amber Rashid. How are you? I'm good. Thank you so much for having me. I feel so blessed and honestly humbled to be here with you today. No, it's <laughs> me excited. that should feel blessed and humbled to be here with you yeah. <laughs> and your incredible journey. I am so excited to have you here and thank you again for coming on. And I guess I just want to so let's have a little intro. Me and Amber met in Rhythmia last year um, when I went to do my plant medicine for the very first time. And Amber very beautifully held the space for me. Um, I don't know if you remember that, actually. I was like, I think it was the first night and I was like in the part of my journey um, where I felt kind of uncomfortable. And I remember I literally crawled over to you uh-huh. and you were like, what's going on for you? And I was like, <laughs> uh, I was like nature is putting on a show for me. <laughs> and then I started feeling really uncomfortable and I remember you gave me some of that really nice essential oil stuff mm. and I was like okay I feel so much better now and I just crawled back over to my mat I think I actually lay on the floor next to you for a while yeah. and you were like rubbing my head and I was like <laughs> I felt so safe I was like I never want to leave um and then I crawled over to my mattress and then I went into the next part of my journey so yeah thank you for <laughs> oh you're so welcome yeah being- I think you sat in front of me at two nights or but um yeah because I didn't want to be away from you I was like I want to be near you <laughs> oh, you had so such sweet. a nice energy I was like okay she feels safe I'm just gonna stay near Amber because she's gonna like look after me if anything happens <laughs> oh that's super sweet thank you so much so yeah thank you for that <laughs> I really appreciate that <laughs> so okay I want to know why you wanted to work with plant medicine like did you is it in your family had anybody was it a conversation like what triggered you to begin your journey with plant medicine oh that's a big question (laughs) I'm just thinking about the last year year and a half and it's honestly been such a roller coaster um I don't even know if I really sat down with myself and (laughs) asked myself this question but no for sure um there was a point in my life where I long story short I had gone to Glasgow at the University of Scotland or University of Glasgow in Scotland Mm -hmm. to get my master's and um I went through like a very abusive relationship at the point and I was at the very very low like hit rock bottom part of my Mm -hmm. life very depressed very disconnected from myself and um, interestingly, my brother was also going through something completely different. But um, actually, I grew up in Costa Rica for almost 10 years of my life. 
and every year after we moved from high school we would we still have our home there so we would go back one time a year usually around December time so my brother was going through his own his own journey in life and Mm -hmm. my parents were really concerned and really wanted to go get him therapy and knowing my brother how he's just really into like researching things he had found out about ayahuasca through um, a book called How to Change Your Mind by Michael Pollan. And um, I remember coming home, I think for Thanksgiving, and he told me, he was like, oh my gosh, I found about ayahuasca. There's a place in Costa Rica. We're going to go there as a family. And I was <laughs> looking at him like, oh my God, dude, you're so crazy. And I was like, okay. And at the time I was so in my own process and so mm. disconnected from anything. I didn't even know I had never really done plant medicine before. I'd done mushrooms one time with my brother in Amsterdam, but not in a ceremony <laughs> setting. Um, so when he mentioned ayahuasca, I didn't even really think anything of it. I was like, okay, if the family's going, I mean, I'm I'm obviously going too. And um, so yeah, that was in December 2019. And uh, we went as a family and uh, I never forget my first ceremony where I like talked to my soul and my highest self about forgiveness. And I think that really just set off the chain for the other events in my life and where I've, where it's led me today. Um, But yeah, then through there I had um, went back after the first time of going to Rhythmia, I went back to school and then the pandemic had hit and um, in the end of 2020, we went back to Rhythmia as a family. And I really just had this calling um, and ceremony. Well, back up, I had in between that I had gone to Mexico for a yoga retreat that was integrated with plant medicine. And in the ayahuasca ceremony there, I kept getting uh, this message of being a healer, but I kept denying it because I mm. kind of had these thoughts of like, who am I to like, be walking yeah. this path and so I kept pushing it away and um I just I couldn't accept it and then uh when I went back to Rhythmia I just kept getting similar messages and then as you know things in life synchronicities just started happening and so um, yeah I, I worked at Rhythmia as a facilitator and um through that I really the medicine really um showed me that this is kind of my path in life or one of my paths in life and so I just learned to embrace it and um yeah I just I just I learned that it's a calling and it's not really a choice and so um that in itself has been a process because I feel with that um being in service to others is also a responsibility not -hmm. only a responsibility to others but to yourself because we all have like continuous work to do um so yeah, that's kind of how I got started on the, my journey and being called to the plants. It was really just, honestly, I have to give thanks to my brother. Um, but yeah, and then life just kind of, kind of took off after that. I don't know. Well, um, <laughs> that is such a story. I can't believe um, like your brother gave you a book and that's kind of just what sparked off the whole adventure. And it's funny that when you mentioned as well of like, because I really resonated with what you said, you know, it's your calling. And you were denying it and like you're kind of pushing it away and eventually you kind of just have to be like okay exactly I need to be of service to others and a service to myself and to walk this path even if it's just like slowly one foot in front of the other just like you know walking that direction and clearly like you're shining through it and you're obviously very natural at it so 
it's really was your calling and it's so beautiful to see how the medicine has like I suppose come through you for you to walk this path and like you know hold that space for others who are going through you know healing or you know need to see their purpose or you know whatever it is that they want to go and do plant medicine for um which is really cool actually (laughs) oh thanks yeah and you know it's so true like um I'm just like I'm resonating as well with like what you're saying and like for me I think and I think for you know most of us we grew up in a society where it's like oh you have to be a certain way Mm. or like it's very structured and um yeah so for part of me uh accepting this calling was like okay like just stay true to yourself don't don't worry about what other people think and really Mm. Yeah, because you know how society, especially in our generation, you know, yes. a lot of pressure, but I mean, there's a big shift going on, but um, definitely uh, the plants, you know, the plants, I, the reason I love the plants so much is because they're such a, they're so pure and um, mm. they don't have an ego and an agenda or anything behind them. And so they truly have your best interest. And that's why I trust them so much. And it's really brought me back to trusting myself. Um, but yeah. Yeah, no, I could definitely see how, you know, when you're walking that path and, you know, I suppose people around you kind of don't understand it, but you know what you've been through on your journey or you know what you've gone through during ceremony and you know that feeling of just like truth and that purity. And it's like, you can't, you can't actually describe it. I mean, you can call it truth and you can call it purity, but it's actually like a feeling of just like this certainty of, I don't know it's like you just trust it I can't even explain it you know it's like you just know that like what you've been shown or what like you know is going on for you is the truth and it's healing and it's beautiful and it's like magical and it's hard and it's tough as well and it's you know it's incredibly courageous of you to actually be like okay I don't really know where this is leading but I'm gonna keep taking the steps forward because you're being led in a direction you know that is going to be most alignment with your highest true self you know mm-hmm. and it's so true it's a it's like a remembering right because yes <clears throat> that's um I feel like we all I believe that we all come with a with our like a dharma or a purpose in this life mm. and over time we've forgotten that so it's just taking off those layers and conditioning and beliefs and ideas that have been put on us to remember that and so and that's when you're saying it feels so comfortable it's because like we know deep down and that's that what it is and it's like you know the truth it's when it's so big and when you've seen it it's just exactly like what you're saying like you can't put it into words mm. and um yeah that's I just like in general I feel like that's how plant medicine and these other like animal medicines are like uh you just some it's an experience you have to experience for yourself and when you see the truth there's no going back there's no no going back because you know deep down inside your soul what is real what is not real and you don't and that's the thing like you don't have to convince anyone else you just be yourself and Mm. you know give off that energy and people will feel it but as long that's what I say is like as long as you know you're doing it from your heart and Mm. um you're not like hurting anybody and you're standing in your truth you don't have to worry about about what anyone else thinks or says or does and then the hows and the whys like for me um especially being so young and like starting to walk this path like for me I just remember the hows and the whys are not important Mm. you're in service to the light and you're in service to God like 
angels and God will always, you know, protect you and guide you. And that's, that's really having for me really having faith is when Mm. you just put your hand out and, and just eyes closed and just walk. Um, and not only kind of like that fear of the unknown behind because yeah I mean that fear is just an illusion Um, exactly it really really is and I think you really see that after like a ceremony it's like I I feel like after a ceremony you know it's kind of like the dust has settled and like the clouds have cleared and you're just like oh you know you see it in such a different light and it's like it's just I can't even describe it it's just so beautiful like and when you're saying like walking forward like having that faith and just trusting and knowing that it's going to unfold beautifully as you keep going forward and I think like even you doing I think you're you've done the cambo Mm -hmm. the cambo (laughs) fractioneer recently oh yeah do you want to tell us more about the cambo like you you're really taking the steps forward and you know following that path it's so inspiring I'm actually just like blown away by (laughs) yeah I'm I'm getting goosebumps as you're talking about the frog I think it's yeah, I think it's because I just have so much medicine in me. But um, so, yeah, it was interesting because um, I recently, so I'm, I'm back in Atlanta now. And through the last year, especially with the pandemic, I've been really, I had sat with Combo before, mm. two, uh, three times before, um, but not. And so the last year, I really wanted to sit with the medicine again and didn't really find the right opportunity. And so when I came back home, um, I was like, you know, um, I really want, I really want to do combo, but for me, tradition is so important. And that's the one thing that I've really learned in my time and walking this path and being around and being around this, this people in this community. Um, so I was Googling online, like, okay, where can I do combo? There's not many places in Atlanta. So I was like, <laughs> okay, maybe I have to go somewhere. I found a bunch of places and then I came upon this website called the Rainforest Healing Center and they offer combo and you can actually go to Iquitos where their retreat center is and do combo or they offer and then I saw that they offered uh, practitioner courses and I was like oh that's interesting okay I don't see that they're offering any ceremonies so maybe I'll do a practitioner <laughs> like I just jumped from a ceremony to be like I maybe I'll serve this medicine <laughs> um so yeah I feel like the like it's really interesting because I've come but I've never never felt like a very strong strong calling to combo like I feel very called to like Wachuma and ayahuasca in a sense but um combo like I never felt very like a very strong calling to it but then I just I something was telling me like okay sign up for this course so it was really interesting because I told my mom, I was like, mom, like, I'm going to go to this course. And she was like, oh, I want to do it with you. And I was <laughs> like, wait, we're not going for a ceremony. We're actually going to go do like, we're going to like learn how to be practitioners and to, to be in service of this medicine. And she was like, I want to do it with you. So I was like, okay, let's go. So it was so beautiful. Um, we just came back from Miami last Saturday. It was a, about an eight day course. And um, there's five people in our group. It was uh, me being the youngest, 27, my mom being the oldest, uh, 60. And it was very, I still don't think I have uh, words to put my, (laughs) I cannot put my experience into words, but um, it was very profound. And the one thing I loved about it so much, I'm so unbelievably grateful to my teacher, Omar Gomez. Um, So combo comes from 
the Amazon. It's an Amazonian medicine from the largest frog in the world, from the Philomedusa biocolor frog. And um, the indigenous tribes that use this medicine is the Matseis. And the Matseis are one of the largest tribes that are still around today because of this medicine combo, um, also known as, as Akate or nature's vaccine. Mm-hmm. And it's one of the only substance, substances in the world that can penetrate the blood cell membrane wall. And so that's why it's able to cure things from Alzheimer's to like uh, Parkinson's to eczema, cancer. Actually, there was a scientist in the 1950s, this medicine went into the labs and uh, he was actually, I think it was at the University of Rome and he won two Nobel Peace Prizes. And um, they found that has 16 of the same uh, uh, polypeptides as the human body and the brain. And um, so this medicine is very beautiful in many ways, but my teacher basically he studied with the Matseis. So they are located in between Brazil and Peru. And uh, he studied with them for eight years in Peru. And after, after eight years, he started a retreat center. And uh, now he's uh, basically traveling the world, teaching people how to be practitioners and spreading the knowledge and the wisdom. But with tradition. And that's the one Mm. thing that I love so much because these medicines are so sacred, whether it's you're working from ayahuasca, bufo, iboga, wachuma, or, or even psilocybin. And I think, you know, as today, uh, these medicines and, um, like shamanism is becoming there's more becoming more awareness and light to it Mm -hmm. that um, it can be easily forgotten about the sacredness about it and that the yes these medicines do come from a very ancient tradition from like four to thousand five thousand years ago so the one thing I loved about my 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 course was my instructor because he holds such tradition and respect and he always says if if anything in life the one thing you don't steer away from tradition from tradition is things with the medicine mm-hmm. and when um in respect and um just from my experience and the places I've worked and um the places I've been and done ceremony at myself I've just also realized the importance of um tradition and uh the one thing I think that the combo was so healing especially this time it was way the medicine was way more strong Mm. and I think the other part of that was intention intention is so important every day we would sit down we did two ceremonies a day for a week so it was oh my god super intense super intense um but every day we sat down for around 30 minutes talking about an intention we wanted to work on and I think that makes all the difference in the world um, it's like a lighthouse. And when you go within that tension and you know how it is sometimes when you're on the medicine, you like your ego might be wanting to escape and for, mm. for sure, aren't for me. And some of my combo ceremonies last week, my ego was screaming at me like, Oh my God, why are you doing this? You know, I take the medicine off and just trying to escape. And, um, when you have that intention, it really brings back to your focus of why, why are you doing this? And, um, but yeah, it's, it's a 20 minute ceremony, uh, combo is a 20 minute ceremony and, um, it's, it literally feel like you're dying. You will, uh, you, it's, it's not, it's, it's definitely like a warrior medicine type of medicine. Um, this medicine was used by the Montses 
for um, not only a physical, spiritual, and emotional cleansing, mm-hmm. um, but also for hunting and gathering because it gives you strength and it it like boosts your immune system. And um, it yeah, it's it's really beautiful and uh, it's really tough. But that twenty minutes of suffering is worth a lifetime of happiness and it's so beautiful because it goes to like the root of the problem and literally extract it you know sometimes an ayahuasca might be fairy like or like story like and like yeah also ayahuasca can be very uh very like grandmother like not so pleasant as well but combo um is very masculine and is very like yeah you just have to push through but um yeah it was a beautiful experience and uh, I'm just so grateful to the medicine and to the frog and the reason I chose I I really felt I another reason I felt called to go do the combo is because this medicine is legal in almost all parts of the world and uh, yeah and so I feel like healing is needed now more than ever and Uh because this medicine is more readily accessible to people I felt like this is probably one of the reasons I was called to come sit with it. But um, yeah, that's kind of my, <laughs> my spiel and combos. Uh, but it's really beautiful medicine for anyone that's listening, anyone that really wants to. Um, they say that if you feel that life is not going the way you want it to go, if you're just having like a fog or a haziness, this is a time to do combo. Combo is truly an energetic, a spiritual and uh, emotional cleansing of your being and um yeah it's uh it's it's tough but it's definitely worth it yeah it sounds like it sounds like 20 minutes of suffering is definitely worth like you know the purge that you go through I and myself I haven't done cambo and I really wanted to do it actually um when I was in Bali but I just never I don't know I just never got around to it um I also think I might have been a bit too scared (laughs) yeah it's it's tough you know and and you know I think um I think it's it's one thing I've really learned especially with someone that's holding to tradition I've seen how combo as it's becoming more popular more people are becoming practitioners there's also a lot of things and I think you know this is seeing a lot of things on social media of people placing certain dots on certain parts of the body for example shot on certain chakras or or Mm. And, and this medicine it's very important to know that's not for everyone this medicine mm. does have contraindications it does it's, it's, it works with your heart mm. and um there's just a certain level like for example I did we did a ceremony on our chest but really like that can be super dangerous and there's like you sh- no one should be serving medicine to you on your chest unless they've had like eight years of experience and like my instructor has been studying with this medicine for 14 years. And then I see people on social media who just got licensed last year and are doing like points on their chest and on their ears. And I'm just like, this is why tradition is so important and to know what you're doing because Mm. this medicine, I mean, can, if it's not, if it's not served properly, it can kill you too. So it's important that safety is number one thing. And that's why I just think it's so important with any medicine, whether it's ayahuasca or iboga, or you know who you're doing it with. And mm-hmm. so it's so, so important. Yeah, no, definitely. Because I mean, 
you know, ever since everyone's heard a story or like, you know, kind of a freak accident that happened. But, you know, I guess that comes hand in hand with when you're playing around with these medicines. So it's so important, as you said, to like make sure you know the person and trust them and the set and the setting is all like set up for you to have your beautiful experience, you know, mm-hmm. um, because it is an incredible tool to, you know, help on your healing journey and help you rid of all that stuff that's, you know, clogging up your being and that's not you and that's keeping you from being you. Exactly. And it's, it's amazing that it's actually uh, pretty much legal everywhere. I didn't actually know that. That's, um, and it makes it more definitely accessible, as you said, so people can just go and do it if they do feel called to it. Like that kind of sounds like a win-win. <laughs> Yeah, and it's, I don't remember exactly. There's like only a few places that's not legal. One of them is Australia, I believe, and the other one is very interesting. Also in Brazil, I believe it's not legal. Mm. I could, well, well, that's where the medicine also comes from, which I, but I could be wrong. So, um, but yeah, it's just it's really accessible. And um, the other thing is like it's so important, which I learned, like you know, with everything. Um, like who to know where the medicine is coming from Mm. also times where people and you can find you can google online like to buy combo but a lot of times what's happening now if people taking egg whites and they're cutting the medicine and they're mixing it with it and then what happens is that like they if you know there could be a freak accident where someone's allergic to eggs and because mm. of the medicine is cut they have an allergic reaction and oh shit they think it's because of the medicine and really it's not it's not pure so this is why yeah just once again knowing where the medicine comes from who you're sitting with the sense setting because yeah there this medicines are beautiful tools to help mm. us or not and i love the word the way that like when you mentioned tools because it reminded me that in any plant medicine ceremony, that's only like, like 40% of the work. The Mm -hmm. other 60% of the work is integration and taking what you've applied outside of ceremony and applying that to your daily life. Because, you know, you can take plant medicine a hundred times, any different one, or you can take it every day. But if someone thinks that it's going to fix them or solve their problems overnight, like that's just a misunderstanding because the medicine is here as a tool to help you show you and help you release things but it's up to you to have that awareness after and to be able to apply what you've learned and to to be willing to be open and to change the things because um yeah the medicine like you said like like I said it's just a tool to help us it's not it's not like a magic pill yeah because I I definitely found Um, when I was doing the ayahuasca afterwards you know I had a beautiful ceremony it was magical you know I saw my soul was merged back with my soul and then you know there was a really difficult part of the night where it was kind of like the darkness and you know afterwards you feel like very like you know high and you're like oh my god I just had all these insights but I didn't realize that the integration was actually going to be as tough as it was like it was you know a lot really challenging and it was a lot of like you know limiting beliefs and it was a lot of um like mirroring and it was a lot of uh shadow work a lot of things just became so much clearer to me on how they were playing out in my life and it was really tough but I like I suppose going through it I knew I was like okay this is literally for my highest good like this this will pass you know it felt like I was in ceremony again 
So mm-hmm. it was like life just felt like it was just continuing on. And I'm like, wow, it's so powerful how sometimes you, know, you get even downloads and stuff of like, okay, you know, this is how I'm kind of reacting to the situation. This is how we need to change. Or, you know, as we were talking about earlier about that download to do the podcast, you know, that came to me in one of my ceremonies as well. It was like, you know, start a podcast and I was like, about like, you know, plant medicines and stuff. And I think you said you had the same mm-hmm. as well. But like in that moment, I was doubting it. And like for months, I was like, I want to do it. But I was like, but I was like, that's scary. I don't want to actually do that. Like, how am I going to bring myself to do that? And I was like, but if it's in the medicine, I was like, maybe I should. I was like, but I don't know. <laughs> you start to question it and you're like, well, mm-hmm. should I? Yeah. Should I not? And I totally resonate with that because like, I know you and I, like we were on the same page and I was like, I'm, I'm going to do it next week. And then we were just like, kind of like just got to this point was like, where I was like, you know what? We're just going to do this now. Yeah. And, um, just have to like drop the, I don't know. It's almost like a, it's a fight with yourself because like it's, it's like with anybody else. It's like you're having this fight with yourself. Like I can't, uh, you know, I'm not ready. I'm not ready. Not yet. Not yet. And then it's like, okay, you know what? Let's just do it. Uh-huh. And, and, and that's the fear, right? Because yeah. it's totally this, such an illusion because like fear stands for false evidence appearing real. Yeah. And it's like we have all these imaginations. And that's, I think also it comes back something that I'm really trying to focus on too is being in the present because mm-hmm. when you're in the present you're not thinking about the future or the past the past doesn't exist and so you're just here and now um but yeah we just I'm I'm just so blessed to have you because you were part of my journey and helping me get my stuff going and I'm just really glad we have each other and it's just and I think I told you this before it's like after i published my first episode this whole illusion that I had and like all these scary (laughs) thoughts like just dissipated and I just realized how safe of a container I was in and all the love and the feedback I was receiving and it just reminded me of like yes Amber you are safe and Mm. you know and I think that's also like really important like when we're feeling overwhelmed or we feel a lot of fear is that we to have that realization that we have that in ourselves mm-hmm. and to always come back to ourselves. Sometimes we're always looking outwards for the comfort or for the safety, but we already have that inside of us. So yeah, the integration is a big part of it. And um, yeah, it's every day is, I say life is a ceremony. So yeah. every, every minute we're integrating, but uh, just having that awareness and shift in perspective is already a beautiful change and you know we're humans and we're not perfect so we're gonna forget to remember and that's the beautiful part of life exactly I you couldn't have said that better like I really really agree with that it's just it's funny there's been so many days like you know when I'm integrating like some days would be very very challenging where it's just like coming as like a rush and like the thoughts are and the mirroring and the kind of like it's for me it was like the limiting beliefs and it was like all of the kind of I suppose ancestral way of kind of all ways of living and thinking and it was like hey these these are not my thoughts like this is Mm -hmm. not me this is like an old way of being this is actually not true representation of like who I am it's not who how I want to show up in the world and then as you said like once you kind of then step forward and do one thing that you kind of want to do that's out of that comfort zone everything it's just like disappear like the fear and all those thoughts and illusions just kind of like go away you're like oh yeah I am safe like no one's gonna like I don't know kill me for doing what I want to do you know it's like we make this a thing in our head it's like so much bigger than it is and it's 
it's such a beautiful journey as you said like life really is like one big ceremony because you have those highs and you have those lows and then you know some people come into your life at sometimes just to hold that space for you while you're going through a difficult period and then you know you might see them again to another later time in your life and you know people come and go for different parts of your journey and it's like some people stay longer and my mom has this um kind of I suppose a, like a, a saying about um your life is like a train journey so you know and you're going you're sitting on the train but some people will come on and sit on the train with you for a short time and then they'll get off and then somebody else might come on and they might stay on much longer. And it's like, that's just like going through life is like, you know, having these people come in and out of your journey and helping you on this wild, wild adventure. <laughs> oh, that's beautiful. I love that. I resonate with that because so much, because, you know, I feel everyone has a purpose in life and everyone serves mm. a role and the people that are in your life at the moment are what you needed in that time. Yeah. And, um, yeah, it's, it's really interesting because um, I'm, I was listening to a podcast episode with Sahara Rose mm. about um, relationships and they were just and people coming in and out of your life and it's like you know when you're doing a lot of internal work um they you're you're constantly raising your vibration and so you'll see things that naturally and just things that naturally don't serve you anymore will start fading away and things that because everything is energy so then you'll start mm. trapping things into that energy and some people in your life um that's that's what you needed at that time but then as you keep up leveling not meaning that you're better than anyone else or or below but just as you keep raising your vibration things that naturally don't vibrate will dissipate um but yeah life is just so beautiful i'm so grateful <laughs> i'm so grateful honestly <laughs> I know because you have these like beautiful bliss moments and you're like oh my god it's so amazing and then there's other days it's like oh my god this is so hard and tough and you're going through it and it's like oh you just come yeah. through the like and I feel like recently in the last I suppose year it's very much so that like it really is that like up and down letting go new insights new downloads like constant shifting like as you were saying earlier like a shift in perspective and it's like I really actually feel my consciousness just like expanding just like little by little, even just by the smallest of interactions or like things that would happen in my life. And I don't know, was it, you know, was, is that because of the medicine or is that just kind of what's happening in the world at the moment? Because as you were saying earlier, like there's 100% just that shift happening on the planet right now. And I think more and more people are, you know, becoming more aware and like coming back to the light. And I think it's just so... I don't know sometimes it just gets overwhelming you know and it's so yeah. nice to know that you have like you you know you've been a massive part on my journey as well just knowing that you really are not alone because it was when you did yours I was like okay someone else is stepping forward to do it I can do it I'm not going to be alone you know it really is just about creating that safe container for all of us to step more into our truth and you know come home to ourselves and it's like it's okay it's safe you know Exactly. It's so it's so true and so beautiful what you're saying, because, you know, like I said before, I feel like life is a ceremony. And right now there's what there's a lot of purging going on. Mm -hmm. And that's how I relate it to like plant medicine in a way, you know, like it purging can look like many different things, whether it's vomiting, shitting, shivering, release of any types of Mm -hmm. sweating. But like, I feel like that's what's going on in the world right now there's a big shift of there's a people there's a there's a a, we're in the time of awakening Mm -hmm. and with that 
there comes darkness because without we there, everything is duality we can't have one without the other but mm-hmm. you know we have to like there's a lot of purging going on and we that's evident in like what we were seeing around the world but you know we have to trust in that because even when we apply it to our own ceremonies it, like I feel like a lot of times, especially in our generation, the things that we see on social media, it's always about, oh, just moving to the light. And I'm like, oh, everything is all rainbows and butterflies. Mm. But really, we have to learn to accept the other side of that. And Mm -hmm. um, you have to go through the dark, dark moments to get Mm. to the light. And that's that's like literally the phoenix rising and being rebirthed, rebirthed. And I mean, if you look at nature, I mean, we have different seasons, we have like, you know, like summer and spring where everything's blossoming and then you have fall and everything starts to die. Yeah, everything has to fall apart so then it can be rebuilt again. And then that's exactly like what's going on in the moments. And that's where integration is so important and like using tools, whether mm. it's or not, and like finding the thing that works for you, whether it's like different types of grounding, meditating, but staying centered mm. and what helps you feel safe right it helps not only you see your, yourself feel safe but you help vibrate that energy outwards and like it all starts with the internal work I feel like a lot of people want to say oh like but this person needs to change this society mm. but really if you we the best thing that we can do especially I feel like right now mm-hmm. is to do the inner work because when you do the inner work you start vibrating the energy and people start notice it's like a ripple effect mm-hmm. um and that's I really feel like how change will come about but also like it'll just create more of that safety blanket not for yourself but for other people as well because they'll find see that comfort okay this person is obviously doing something what are they doing (laughs) I should be doing the same thing you know so it just it's yeah we all it's all energy and um yeah we just yeah we got to embrace both parts of it because it's Mm. not rainbows and butterflies yeah no I definitely resonate with that and I think I think looking back on my journey when I was doing the ceremonies you know I had those beautiful moments those high list moments and then I could feel the darkness trying to come in and I was like no like I'm not I'm not ready and I actually was looking around at everybody else around me because people were crying you know and they're getting sick Mm -hmm. and I was getting upset about what they were going through and I was actually I was kind of almost like ignoring my journey that I had to go internally. And I remember when the shamans came over to me and they were like, you need to just like let the medicine work on you and stop worrying about everybody else. And then I was like, that's funny because it's kind of how that plays out in my life sometimes. I'll kind of, you know, look to kind of help others rather than really kind of looking inside myself. And I was like, okay, that's a, a lesson to learn there. It was like, you know, I need to be comfortably sit with that darkness and accept that darkness and like okay it's there it's part of who I am you know it's not all love and light yes there is love and light you don't get to love and light but but out coming through the trenches and like those dark dark moments you cannot have those moments and I think what I've realized recently is just really accepting those dark moments and those dark days and just like yeah okay that's just how I'm feeling today. Whereas mm-hmm. in the past, I would have been like, no, I shouldn't be feeling this way. I need to be feeling better. Almost like convincing myself that I need to be feeling positive. Whereas now I'm just going to sit with it. And I'm like, this is how I feel. And like, just cry it out. I just let it pass. And then, I don't know, it just makes it more like fluid, fluid, fluidity, flowing, <laughs> flowing. Flowing. Yeah. Flowing. <laughs> oh, but no, it's so true because, you know, um, 
the more that you ignore something or the more you shove it down, the more it will persist, the more it will come back into your face. And, mm. and you know, eventually sometimes like depending how long you ignore it, it eventually just explode in your face and it won't not, it will not be pretty, but mm. it's like, you know, in those moments I've, when I feel anxious or I feel fear, I've really just been trying to like what you said, embrace it and to accept it and just be like, Hey, you know what? I'm going to invite you over here to sit next to me. <laughs> We're going to have a, like, just like, you know, like embrace it because that's part of you as well. And it's something, it's like, we all have an inner child, right? Mm. And our child is screaming and yelling for our attention. And I, um, yeah, it's, it's just important to recognize those parts of ourselves because I mean, it's something that you can only ignore for a little bit of time. And um, mm. yeah, I think also just asking the question of, why I think why is so important why am I feeling like this okay now where like why like even where and what like where did this stem from and I think a lot of that goes back to the childhood yeah um, trauma and I think you know spiritual bypassing is for sure a thing Mm -hmm. and um it's really interesting I read this uh this article had like 10 10 different types of spiritual bypassing but um even before like I, I really resonated uh with some of them and I like consciously I didn't even realize like I was doing it um but that's like you know especially when we go sit with the frog (laughs) the frog the the prince of the jungle uh, was also what they call him it was there is yeah there's no spiritual bypassing there is definitely getting pulling things out from the root which is so beautiful and yeah it's not easy but um it's totally worth it because like I said, like eventually think, cause you know, everything manifests. So mm-hmm. the more we push down certain feelings and emotions, and that's why I feel like, you know, all disease stems from emotion because everything is energy, whether it's from a headache to a certain type of cancer. Mm-hmm. So the more that you ignore it, the more it will manifest into something else. So you might, as, and it's, we're human. I mean, yesterday I was feeling like shit didn't want to talk to anyone and I was like okay I'm just gonna go through my process but Mm. I just accepted that and uh, today I'm just like feeling so happy and like so light so it's like you know life is totally a roller coaster and beautiful thing about being human is that we 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 have emotions and we have feelings and that's just part of life and so exactly I love all parts of it honestly just love it all yeah I love what you said there um just about you know feeling literally shit 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 one day and then the next day you're like oh my god life is great I feel amazing <laughs> and you're just like oh it's not so bad and you're just like going about your day I totally resonate with that like and I feel like I think like more recently it's been happening like it's very much an up and down thing but as you said like just accepting it and being like okay that's just the way it is like you know mm-hmm. and it's gonna pass just like everything does in life you know um yep. it's so beautiful Oh my God, I can't believe, like, I just love your journey so much. And I'm so excited to, so are you going to be sitting ceremonies or holding ceremonies anywhere? So, so that's, yeah, so I kind of feel like I have a lot going on in life. Right <laughs> I'm going step by step, but so right now um, I'm finishing up a Dharma life coaching and spirituality uh, life coaching course with Sahara Rose in May. And then actually it was so beautiful because in June, I'm going to be working as a facilitator at the Rainforest Healing Center for three months oh, wow. uh, and for ayahuasca ceremonies. 
And in the meantime, um, yeah, I just got certified to be a combo practitioner. So I'm working on building my website and uh, I would love to hold ceremonies. And also with my mom, I think because that we went through this journey together and the, I think our whole family has been on this journey together, but especially um, for this particular medicine, I think it'd be so beautiful for my mom and I to hold like mother and daughter ceremonies. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I feel like um, I, I really am and want to be in service to the medicine. So I will, I'm working on uh, getting my website together and uh, to hold ceremonies for now. I think it'll just be word of mouth. Mm-hmm. And then in uh, June, I'll be going down to Peru to be a facilitator and um, I'll most likely be doing an advanced training course with Combo and developing my relationship more with the medicine. So yeah, that's kind of what I'm up to right now. Um, for sure, medicine, the medicine, some <laughs> shape or form will always be a part of my life. Um, but yeah. It's so beautiful. I can't, you're going down to Peru. So is that, um, you said for three months. Yeah. So it was actually funny because when I was, uh, the people I got my certification with, uh, Omar, um, Jimena, she, she's an amazing soul. She actually just bought the retreat center. The, the retreat center has been up for eight years, but then during the pandemic, they closed it. So this year is the first year that they're opening it. And when I had an interview for doing my combo practitioner course, I wasn't the thought of even going back to be a facilitator or <laughs> going back to do ceremony was not even on my mind. But Jimena just asked me, she was like, you know, do you want to come be a facilitator? And I was honestly so shocked. I was like, okay, I think the jungle is like really coming, uh, asking me to come work with it and be in the, in the Amazon. And I, I think that really stemmed from last June. I went to the Amazon in Iquitos, the same place, but I went to Spirit Quest to do to sit with the medicine of Wachuma. It's also known as San Pedro. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, it was an un- incredible, it was an incredible experience. We had three ceremonies every other day and two of the days we sat with indigenous tribes that founded this medicine that still don't even speak Spanish. They still speak their dialect language. And I remember the second day we went to go see this other, the second tribe. And when I like, we took in about an hour boat ride from, so the retreat center spirit quest is on, the Amazon River. We took a boat ride about 45 minutes and then we walked through this town to get to the edge of the jungle and then we went for like about a 45 minute hike and to meet this tribe and I left my heart and my soul in that place like I just remember walking out of the jungle and I was like this is my first of many walks back here and I think that was like the trigger that's also when I uh, left Rhythmia. Um, I, yeah. And I had a calling to come back home and be mm. an for plant medicine. And then, then I found combo. And then through this, I think by me having that internal knowing that I was coming back there since last June is what triggered the set of events for me to come work back in the Amazon through this new retreat center. I wasn't even looking for it, but I guess the jungle was looking <laughs> yes it sounds like it's just like you're coming back like we got you (laughs) yeah it was incredible I 
yeah, we went there and I literally, I thought we were going to, for our third ceremony, we were going to go sit with another indigenous tribe. So I told my friend after the second ceremony, I was like, listen, I was like my whole duffel bag. I just put my clothes out for the airport. I was like, I'm Jay, I don't need any of this stuff. And not that these people need it, but I just felt, you know, this experience was so profound because it was my whole highlight of that experience is literally a reality check it was a reality check to everything and I was just like wow we are so blessed and so grateful we have so much to give I was like I don't like I literally like was we were deep in the medicine because on Wachuma it's similar to mushrooms you can Mm. you do it during the day and you feel and you're supposed to go out in nature and you feel very connected to everything but I like took out my wallet and I was like I just don't even know how much this is but I don't need it you know we are so yeah we live in such a consume like consumer society Mm. and we are such a world of greed that um Mm. we forget the importance of not only uh like it's not about only taking it's about giving and that was something that Wachuma has really really taught to me especially when I did one ceremony even in Mexico before before going to work as a facilitator um I remember we were sitting there and uh there was there was a few people and my cousin this tree I she was so beautiful she had three different faces of like generations the oldest being from the bottom and then it kept getting younger at the top and guys this tree is not happy with us they're like why was it saying I was like I mean, she is like she's just telling us like how we are so greedy as a society and all we do is take take and take and we need to give back and yeah I just that's amazing yeah Wachuma is amazing it's a beautiful way like the 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 most similar thing I can compare it to is to mushrooms but Mm. not it's just it's that's the only similar thing I can compare it to but it's very very intense it's very beautiful it's very grounding it's a grandfather spirit and um yeah the the medicine is definitely if you go and do it in nature like we went swimming in the amazon river and wow i mean you know all all the stories of like you see in like disney like oh there's crocodiles and piranhas like that's like honestly all such bullshit like there's so many things that just society just depict things in ways that are not even true and um selva her so her father founded spirit quest he passed away down howard and uh she is 21 i believe yeah she's 21 and she started learning how to uh work with the wachuma since she was 14 so she was the one that led our ceremonies and i was asking selva i was like selva have you ever seen like piranhas or anything she's like, <laughs> Oh, she's like, I've been swimming here since I was like a baby. And it's like, it's so true when you go down the Amazon River, you see people swimming in the river. So when we were on the medicine and swimming there, wow, wow. felt so connected to everything. And the children and this tribe were so pure and so innocent. And yeah, I just, I, I literally left my heart there. And I just feel like my calling in this life is just to be an advocate for plant medicine and to really, you know, uh, bring awareness to indigenous tribes and the importance of sacredness. And um, yeah, that's the one thing I love about where I'm going to go be working at at the Rainforest Healing Center is they have an ayahuasca restoration project. So every time that they cut the vine or use the medicine for ayahuasca, you replant it. And um, 
So it's really beautiful because the retreat center, it's surrounded by a hundred different medicinal plants. And um, I just love the aspect of giving back to ayahuasca because there's so many places out there that just take, take and take. Mm. Um, it's actually a really interesting book. It's called the Ayahuasca Manifesto. It's a free PDF online. It's about 50 pages. It's someone channeled ayahuasca and the whole manifesto is from the perspective of Mother Aya, Mother Aya, and she explains who she is and her mission, and she talks about the exploitation, and if you are going to serve the medicine, um, what, like, what counts as abuse or exploitation of the amount, and all this, it's really beautiful, I really highly recommend it to anyone that's listening, and even uh, for anyone that just wants to know about what ayahuasca is, um, because life is, about giving and giving gratitude um we are really blessed and fortunate um yeah to even wake up every day and open our eyes is a blessing and that itself is a miracle and um so yeah that's just one of my real thing my my things in life is to really um give back and because these medicines are so sacred and we're very um humble to be using them Mm -hmm. um because some of these medicines like ayahuasca they didn't start coming down from from the Amazon until like, uh, like, I don't know exactly how many years, but within the like last 40 something years. And so, and the reason was because a lot of these tribes didn't think they were scared that the Western world would abuse them and not respect them. And, 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 some ways and forms we're seeing that going on in the world in different community plant medicine communities. So that's why I think that, um, this this ayahuasca manifesto is really beautiful because it comes from the medicine's perspective but yeah wow that is what an incredible journey um I kept like going into the Amazon and actually going with the tribes like that's a pretty spectacular thing to do um how did you how did you kind of live there is there like kind of houses or are you do you live in with the tribe or are you kind of staying away from them oh with the retreat center that I went to yeah spirit Oh, so yeah. So, so the retreat center is like a, it's a lodge. Mm-hmm. It's rustic, um, but there's like toilets and showers and um, it's really beautiful. They have a maloka. So they have a maloka just for the ayahuasca ceremonies a maloka just for the wachuma ceremonies. Mm-hmm. And they do different dietas as well. And um, yeah, you stay at the retreat center and then for the day you op- you do the opening ceremony in the maloka with the prayers and with the medicine and you drink the medicine and then then um, then you'll go out for the day on the boat. So the first day we went down a 10 minute boat ride to where this one tribe was. And we literally just spent the day with them. And the whole ceremony was just how to be. And like, it's really beautiful. These tribes, they do like an opening dance for you. And like, you're just there on the medicine and you're just like hanging out basically. And like, <laughs> you can go and walk around and be by yourself if you want and like do your own thing. And then after we'd come back to the retreat center and we would go back to the Maloka, do our closing ceremony. But Wachuma is a very, uh, it's a medicine that lasts for all day. Like we took the medicine at noon and by 1 p.m., even at night, like we would do the closing ceremony and have dinner. But even at 1 p.m., like you're still feeling the medicine super strong. So it's like an all day adventure. But yeah, we don't, we didn't live with the tribes. We just went to go visit them. And um, these two tribes, Don Howard, he, I think he's really created a, a project and really helped, um, supported them throughout mm. his 
time. Uh, I think since, I don't know, I, he started the retreat center around in the 1970s, but yeah, these are like two groups that he really supports. So um, yeah, it was beautiful. And um, yeah, if anyone has the chance to go and experience mm. that, highly recommend it. It's just like, you know, I, when I went to go do this medicine, it was super needed at the time. It like, you know, like you said earlier, you felt like, you know, when you do the medicine, it kind of, you can kind of clear, see clear, uh, you can see clearly mm-hmm. medicine, just, wow. I, the first day coming back <laughs> from the boat ride, my mouth was like, I it was just wide open. I was just in complete shock. It's just, yeah, just it's the, the, they say Wachuma is like uh, the medicine that cuts the head off the ego so you can see clearly. Oh, wow. And so it's uh, very grounding and um, it's very, it's very beautiful. It can be very intense, but I don't think, I think it's a lot more softer than other medicines like compared to Iboga or Ayahuasca or Bufo. But um, yeah, if you ever, that medicine really just uh it's, it brings a lot of clarity and yeah it's super beautiful if anyone has and I think that it's so beautiful when you go and you do the medicine mm. from where it originates from from going so going to the heart of the Amazon like the vibration and the energy behind the medicine is just so much stronger and mm. it's yeah it just and that's why I like set and setting going back to that is just makes such a big difference whether for example even something so subtle taking mushrooms at like a music festival or like doing mushrooms at home or with like in a ceremonial setting it just m- makes a huge huge difference and behind that with anything that you do like doing with intention it makes all the difference in the world yeah, no, it's, as you said, it's very important to have that intention and the set and the setting. I'm just honestly blown away by all the different medicines and all the different adventures that you've had with it. It's such an incredible journey and story. And I'm so grateful to have met you at Rhythmia because I genuinely feel like this is kind of the beginning of our friendship and our journeys together, even though I guess you've obviously drank a lot more medicine than I have, but it's really inspiring me to really want to go to the Amazon and you know spend some time with the tribes because it's just I know that feeling when you're like on the medicine and when you're in that sacred space and you're around tradition it's just like the most beautiful sacred thing that you just want to be part of it and you just want to like you know tell others and you want to you know spread the word you know and because it's Mm -hmm. like everyone needs to feel what this feels like and you know see the beauty in you know all these beautiful medicines you know that come naturally from the earth you know what I mean like this is natural medicine mm-hmm. and that's oh my gosh I'm, I'm getting goosebumps as you're like <laughs> saying all that but like first of all I'm so blessed to have you in my life too and I feel you know I yeah I'm 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 glad we come here like I'm glad we exchanged information yes <laughs> and I know yeah I have the same feeling I know this is like only the beginning and and we're both like so young we have so much ahead of us and I think it's so beautiful especially for our age and people around our age especially people that are like starting to waken up because mm-hmm. um yeah this is like the future and we're helping generations and like generations to come um to help them realize and things that are like our 
further generations and our parents don't have to experience anymore mm. and um yeah if you ever want to come to the amazon <laughs> like i i'll be there so <laughs> you're gonna move in <laughs> yeah you can, yeah come down to the amazon you know i i totally <laughs> It was so crazy because when I was sitting with this one, the first day with this indigenous tribe, I was just like, oh my God, everyone needs to come here right yes. now. Like everyone needs to feel this because I feel like as in society, we've just gone so disconnected from mm-hmm. reality and like what is and like the truth. And like you said, like these medicines are natural and they have been here for thousands of years. And that's the thing, like, I know like, most people sometimes don't even realize like a lot of pharmaceutical drugs like the basis and the foundation of them came from herbalism and came from Mm -hmm. like the plants like where like where do these people think they came so it's like yeah yeah, it's just that it's that forgetting that we are nature and Mm -hmm. we're not separate from nature and one day we're going to go back with nature and so that's why I always said I love plants and like these even like the combo and the frog because these they have been they have been here they don't have an alternative agenda ego or mission behind them. they're really just here for our best interest and mm-hmm. you know we like that's the thing like nature is alive and is always speaking to us whether we're in the amazon or we're in the desert or we're in the city like just the the wind blowing like all these tools have always been here and they're always trying to communicate with us. I mean, we're still, and we can be present. We can listen. That's when we start getting the messages and the downloads. And um, yeah, it's just, nature is just really beautiful. I just feel so unbelievably grateful. And I think that, you know, more people and like, you know, plant medicine is not for everyone and that's Mm -hmm. totally okay. And that's totally okay. Like, you know, everyone just has to find the medicine that works for them. But um this is just something that I think uh, a lot of people could use. And I've just seen that the way it's transformed my own life and my family's like I even had. So the first time I did plant medicine was with my mom, my dad, my brother and I. And then from there, it spread to 11 people in my family and especially on wow. my dad. Yeah, especially on my dad's side of the family. So I'm half Pakistani and half white and never in a million years would I ever had thought that any of my cousins or aunts would even go and try plant medicine but you know for example like the medicine is so beautiful because it communicates in ways and it communicates through us even when we don't realize because it's just it's such a divine intelligence and um yeah like for example I hadn't talked to my one aunt in like almost 14 my yeah my one cousin in almost like 14 years and my other aunt in seven years and they came and did ayahuasca and like uh-huh. it just kept spreading to my other cousin and his wife and like now there's a lot so the medicine is so beautiful it works in on like in magical ways and I think that's something that's really hard for like the western society and for like science to understand because we always want to know how and why like how does this work but like we don't have to like we don't have to understand all the technicalities behind it this medicine is like a pure sense of spirit and it's Mm. and it's been here for so long like we are just a blimp in this universe (laughs) and we don't have all the answers and I don't think we're ever going to have all the answers and I feel like you know that's why I want some people like really you know some people some people say oh like 
why why are you doing so much plant medicine and like aren't you fixed or healed yet well you know our souls are infinite and we're like an onion one peeling one layer off at a time and like also life happens and so the medicine is a tool it's not here to fix you like I said before but um yeah the medicine is just really beautiful I just have so much gratitude I it's changed my life in so many ways and I feel like this last year and a half two years I've been a roller coaster like I thought last year was crazy I just don't even know what's gonna happen honestly tomorrow I'm just like okay but that's just you know that's coming back to trust and Mm. and that's really having faith I believe yeah definitely it's in Amber thank you so much for actually walking this path because you know being able to hold this space for others who are about to go on this journey and you do it so kind of lightheartedly and so beautifully in a way that just doesn't make it kind of you know scary or intimidating and it's it's so important to have people in that space that can make you feel safe and make Mm. you feel you know I guess guarded and protected when you're on this journey because it can be scary you know so thank you so much for doing all these medicines and doing all the work um and holding this space so beautifully because I like I want to go to the Amazon right now (laughs) (laughs) I'm like can we go tomorrow (laughs) no it's definitely something it's definitely something it's funny because um on my first night of the medicine yeah the medicine was showing me as a healer and I like I always knew I was like very empathetic and highly sensitive and I kind of would just be very in tune with what's kind of going on around me and stuff with people and but I kind of ignored it and I on the medicine was kind of showing me you know this is kind of your path but I was like "Mm, I don't think it is like I really don't think it is and I actually was scared as well as like like you said earlier on I was like who am I Mm. to walk this path like what does that like I'm just you know another person but then that's just, that's just the ego getting in the way. And it's like, it's nothing to do with like, who am I to think that, you know, it's not your, that's just like who you were. It's your energy. It's like holding that space for, you know, when you're walking that journey. And I guess as the months are going on and I'm integrating, it, it just keeps coming back to me. It's like, you know, maybe I should go to the Amazon, you know, because it's, it actually, I light up when I talk about it and it just like Mm -hmm. makes my heart sing. And I'm like, okay, well, if that, if I just do that naturally, and that's like what I'm passionate about, like maybe I should follow that rather than trying to like run away from it because it's not what everybody else is doing or it's not like, you know, I guess I that very commonly heard of, but it's quite um, daunting, I guess. So again like you're just kind of leading that way so beautifully so thank you (laughs) oh thank you so much yeah and like you know I and like I'm still learning as I'm going I Mm. feel that when you feel like you know something you know nothing and (laughs) like I feel even though you said like I bring more medicine trust me like I feel like such a baby still (laughs) just learning and absorbing all this information and you know um if you, and I really feel like, um, you know, part of, and that comes with it, part of being in service to others is also like doing the internal work constantly because you can't, it was interesting. I read this article about the hero syndrome and it's like, you know, a lot of some people that want to be in service or want to be, um, want to be healers or help others. Like it's also a form of spiritual bypassing where like, okay, we're not going to deal with our own problems because we couldn't fix certain things in our life. We're going to go help fix other people. But that, um, I've kind of talked about this in one of my episodes about 
how when you I think it's really important that if you feel called to be in service to also really go into the shadow parts and work with yourself because then when you truly work on yourself then you can help others for mm-hmm. example like you can't you can't help someone who uh learn boundaries if you don't know boundaries for yourself how can you teach someone about respect if you don't have respect or love for yourself so mm-hmm. that's why doing the internal work especially if you want to go and be in service is so important because the more that you clear your own channel the more that you take the you out of you and that's when you can really just hold and being in service like what you were saying is just like being being able to hold space without the judgment and then mm-hmm. And your beliefs and ideas, but just, yeah, taking that you out of you. And so you can be a clear source and channel for the light and the divine to come out. Or even, you know, for example, when, uh, when I'm serving combo, what I've learned is that that is so important. Like I'm not a healer. Mm. I am the medicine is doing the healing. I'm just a vessel. I'm a clear channel so that it can work through me. Mm -hmm. And I think, um, that's a really important aspect of it too. And like, you know, I think that if anyone really wants to be like work with like the plants, for example, or like Mm. the combo or these medicines, going to the Amazon is so beautiful because that's, that's part of it. Part of it is that's where you get the foundation. I think Mm. when you learn something with the traditions behind it, you get a deeper understanding. And I feel like that it's just the medicine will also see the respect behind it and you're, yeah, the medicine will just work with you in more beautiful ways. But I mean, yeah, if um, if if you end up going to the Amazon, I'll be there so you know where to find me. <laughs> yes, I'll be like just like ever, <laughs> just like knee deep in the Amazon with all of like your feathers and like I'm home. <laughs> yeah. Oh so my god. Know- so true what you're saying though it's like you know when you're saying like when you talk about this stuff you just feel that light and you just feel yeah light. like I feel the same too I'm like I I was talking to someone earlier today and like I was like honestly I could talk about this for hours yeah. you just feel so passionate about it it feels so mm. it feels just it feels like you're home and it just feels like so comfortable and I think that's when you really start tapping into your into your dharma into your your purpose and mm. and you just got to follow that and like who wants to be like n- like normal like that's just like you know a lot <laughs> a lot of us and like a lot of people even you know our parents age or you know people are older still don't even know what they're doing in this life some people mm. go their whole lifetime without even knowing what their purpose is so by like us following your passion and other people stepping into that you're being an example for others and showing mm. them that it's okay and it's safe and like when you do that, you give other, you help raise a vibration and consciousness and you give other, you will help empower not only yourself, but others to stand in their truth and be the truth of what they believe in. And yeah, and it's, I mean, I've gone, to, I got my bachelor's, I went to school, got my master's. Honestly, I feel like I'm very grateful and very blessed that I had the opportunity and I, I, I did that, but I've learned more in the last two years being around the plants and mm. being in the environment of literally being in the school of life. Mm-hmm. And I feel like even if you're not in doing plant medicine and you're just experiencing life, that is just so much more valuable. And these are the things that are really gonna help you um, help you find out your passion because reading it in a textbook is so much different than going and experiencing that. I mean, that's one of the main reasons my my parents moved my brother and I to Costa Rica after the fifth grade. We were not only 
reading about volcanoes and mm. and different stuff in the biology books, but we were going out and experiencing them. And mm. that experience, I always tell my parents to this day, I'm so grateful that you moved us to Costa Rica to have an authentic experience as a child growing up outdoor and experience because the things that you learn and you can just read them, but uh, an experience is is something completely different and just has a different impact on your life. It's so true. It's like, you know, the best way to, you know, I guess learn about life is to experience life, is to get out there and, you know, go to these places. And, you know, as you said, even if it's not through plant medicine, but as long as you're like, you know, learning in life and you're taking those steps and, you know, you're taking risks. So you're putting yourself out there, whatever it is, like you're, that is the best experience you can get is actually just being in life and just doing it, you know, rather than, I suppose, reading it in books or, you know, reading quotes. I mean, you can read quotes and stuff, you know, if you read all these things that like going out there and living your life, if you're just scrolling, you know, on Instagram, reading all these quotes, you're not actually putting it into practice. You know, it's like taking it a moment. And I know I was very guilty of that before. I was kind of, you know, doing all these things, like reading all these books and stuff, but I wasn't actually out there putting it into practice or doing it. And it was actually only when I decided to join the yachting industry um, because I had gone through like a really bad spell of depression and I spent like two or three years like rewiring my brain and like that dark dark time I was like okay once I come out of this I need to just like get out into the world and just like I know it's going to be hard I know it's going to be difficult but like that's what I need to do to grow and evolve and that's what I'm going to learn and I'm going to meet you know I'm just going to pick up things along the way you know and I feel it's the best kind of experience that you can get yeah. And you can't put a price on it. Yeah. And like, also Emma, you're sort of such an example of that. Like you go, like following your calling of like, just going and sailing around the world. And when I was hearing your story and your episode, I was like, Oh my gosh, this is like also such an inspiration, you know, just taking. And I really resonated with that as well, because I feel like I've been kind of similar like the first time I went to California I'd never been there I got I applied went there for orientation first time went to went to Glasgow first time never been there so it's like you know just like taking that leap and trusting that Mm. your gut feeling you don't have to know exactly where it's going to lead you but they like coming back to trusting ourselves is Mm. so important and our higher selves knows better we have such a monkey mind (laughs) always just like all over the place and learning how to just kind of put that aside and because I feel like clarity always comes later it doesn't Mm. have to tomorrow maybe it'll come tomorrow in a minute two years 10 years 50 years but no matter what, it will always come. So that's why knowing the how and the why is not important. Just trusting that feeling, even if it's just mm. a little just going with it because, because yeah, I, like we all have a purpose in this life and we all have a calling in it. And I think it's really brave when we step into that because we just, you know, lead by example. Exactly. And I think definitely trusting those nudges and trusting that calling and just really trusting your intuition because it's niggling at you for a reason, you know, it's there. And it's like, you know, you're kind of like, nah, I won't, or like I shouldn't, but, and it can be scary. And it's so daunting. Like, that's how I felt, you know, when I went to do ayahuasca, I was terrified, but I was like, there's this massive pull calling me to do it. And I was just like, okay. Like I actually, after I booked the rhythmia for the week, I actually hung up the phone and I cried because mm-hmm. I was like a release. I was like, cause I knew my life was going to change, but I didn't know how. 
but I was like, I have no idea how this is going to plan out. Like, I have no idea what the plan, like that the universe or God has for me, but like, it's pull, this is like the pull that I need to trust. And I just need to like really hang on and trust. And, you know, it's, it's tough, really tough sometimes, but then you get to these beautiful burst through moments and you're like, oh, I get it. It's all coming together. You're just like, oh, life is so beautiful. And you're just like, I'm so glad that I trusted myself, you know, and just followed that niggling feeling. It's yeah. so, oh, it's so beautiful when that happens. I, I, and that's, I feel like, you know, well, two things like, you know, like you, know, you said that you cried after you hung up after booking, like the medicine's already working. With you. That's like already, you're already purging. We have <laughs> a lot of pre-purging that goes on. And then, um, you know, like exactly like you, because you knew that there was about to be a change that comes. And I think that's just like, we are constantly being reborn and like reborn and dying and in, in different forms, like throughout life and whether like you know it's like I was talking about before the seasons but like we mm. go to that that's different stages in our life we go through one stage okay then that's finished and so um yeah we're just like we're like a snake shedding skin and like or like an iguana like it's completely it's it's normal it's supposed to happen if you're not changing and evolving something's probably not <laughs> not going right but um you know everyone has everyone has their um has their own journey in life and mm. there's no right or wrong it's just whatever we're here called call to experience and um and our, our lessons as well mm. exactly no I totally I totally agree with that that is amazing I actually I could actually talk to you for hours <laughs> like in <laughs> hours and hours like feel like this conversation could actually go on for hours but I just want to ask you before we kind of finish up what is I suppose one thing you would say to someone if they're thinking about going to medicine if they're kind of just a bit unsure or a bit nervous the one thing that I would say is that come with an open heart and an open mm. mind don't come with any expectations just come with an intention and when you're open any plant medicine or animal medicine that you do it will see that but the medicine will always work on what it medicine will always give you what it needs not what you want mm -hmm. but the 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 one thing I would say for sure is just come with an open heart and an open mind and no expectations because expectations always lead to disappointment but when you mm -hmm. come with a completely open mind and heart and you surrender completely that's when you'll receive the most benefit from it and the most healing I remember my first ceremony I honestly was <laughs> didn't even know what to expect. And I just laid on the mattress and I said, you know what? Okay. I'm ready. Just take me. If yeah. I get here, it's, it's okay. I'm going to wake up at the end of ceremony here anyways. Yeah. So, and, and that was probably till this day, one of my most memorable ceremonies. I remember I talked to my higher self and my soul and it was, there were tough moments, but I feel that the medicine gave me what I needed for that moment so I could trust more so it was a lot of an abundance of light and just love that I've never experienced before so for sure just coming with an open mind and open heart is the best way and you know and being scared and nervous is completely normal you know I I think that if you ask anyone that's drink drink medicine 
every time is like the first time I'm still nervous even when I do rapé like <laughs> I was like going to the bathroom before and I was like oh my god I'm already purging so like it also shows that you have like respect for the medicine because it is so divine and intelligent and it will open up parts to you that may feel uncomfortable but um it's completely normal and like you might have times where your ego is like oh am I sure do you sure you want to do this because you know change is uncomfortable but like you know like Emma has said like when you as well like when you work through that it's so beautiful I honestly think it's the most beautiful gift that you can give to yourself not only to yourself but for your family as well because they say the medicine works seven generations forward and seven generations backwards so it's it's beautiful it's tough I'd also say that um, one last thing is that I don't believe in a bad or good experience. Mm. It is, you know, sometimes people say, oh, like I didn't really have a good journey, but everything that you will experience, you've already experienced before. It's just coming out of you. Sometimes people say, oh, I feel very sick on the medicine or I don't want to, or I don't want to purge, but really we came as sick. Like we came as unhealthy beings. We're coming to get help from the medicine mm. but has to pull all of that out of you first you have mm. to go back and experience some of those feelings and some of those events and it, the medicine will has a different way of working with everyone and it's not the same but yeah for sure you can read about someone's experience or emma and i could talk all day, <laughs> yeah. but yeah, it's just like we said before it's an experience that has you have to do for yourself and i feel like the actually the less that you read about other people's experiences the more mm. you will be because I mean what looks like what what looks like is going on the outside is not what is necessarily happening on the inside someone might be explaining their journey and it might seem like oh they're they're like completely um they're having a horrible time and they're suffering but on the inside they might be having a conversation with God mm. so just really come with an open heart and open mind and know that you are completely safe and loved and that um we're all part of nature and so it's here for your best interest and and yeah it's just honestly the best gift that you could ever give yourself oh my god I love it (laughs) I love it so much thank you so much what an incredible conversation and I wish you all of the absolute best luck on I can't wait I mean you're going to be coming on again anyway because you have to have a (laughs) follow-up on everything (laughs) You will for sure. And everything that's been going on because I'm just so excited to hear about your journey. Thank you so much for sharing and being so open and honest and sharing from your heart. You can really feel you're sharing from your heart space. So yeah, it's amazing. Thank you so much for sharing your light, my beautiful friend. Oh, thank you so much for having me. I feel so I'm just I, I know people can't see, but I'm smiling so much. I just feel so grateful. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I'm really grateful for our friendship and yeah, for sure. We'll have to do another episode and I'll have to have you on my podcast as well. I just, yeah. I think it's beautiful that we're on this journey together and that, yeah, just spreading love and light and knowing that, you know, people can find hope and mm. can find reassurance in nature because it's always been here. Exactly. It's just waiting for us, really. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Amazing. Amber, thank you so much. (laughs) Thank you, Emma. Bye. Bye.
that is it for the episode with amber i love that episode so much i just we could actually talk for hours there's just so much wisdom and knowledge and just so much to talk about it's just so inspiring so yeah amber has set up her own podcast and it's all about plant medicine so if you want to head over to amber's podcast it is called coming back home and that is it for tonight's episode thank you so much for listening don't forget to subscribe to this channel follow us on instagram it is dope ass souls and tune in next week when i'm going to be doing a solo cast because i think it's just time to just have a little chat so have a good week and i'll see you in the next one Welcome back to the Dope Ass Souls podcast. I am your host, Emma Murphy. And in today's episode, I just want to drop in and say hello and share some things I've been going through the last couple of months and the weeks. It's been a roller coaster, to say the least. And maybe you can relate. Maybe someone close to you can relate. So here it is. I hope you like this episode and I'll see you on the inside. Okay, so I have to be totally honest with you. I've been feeling very fragile and vulnerable recently. I feel like I'm coming out of what seems to be a dark night of the soul. And if you don't know what it is, it's usually a period of your life where you literally feel like you're dying and losing all sense of yourself and the world around you is crumbling. And the reality you once lived in isn't a reality anymore. And I went through one back when I was in college and at the time I was smoking a lot of weed and I used it as a way to help me feel good and suppress what was going on. But once I came off it, I spiraled into a massive depression that felt like I was dying and I didn't know who I was. And I'm not going to lie, it was an extremely tough, lonely time of my life. But there was something deep down in me knew that I had to come through it somehow, no matter how hard it was. And I didn't take any medication for it. I literally switched up my diet, got into meditation, yoga, started to focus on where I wanted my life to go. And I was basically out of alignment. It was brutal and it was beautiful at the same time. And looking back on it now, I realized it was so necessary for my growth. And that's when I needed to go through in order to find my happiness without relying on a substance or a person. I had to be able to create my own happiness. And sometimes we can see these dark, challenging times and want to numb how we're feeling. And trust me, it is so tempting. I'm definitely no stranger to this. But I truly believe that it is our soul's journey that we need to go through it as much as we want to reach for the wine, binge on Netflix, you know, go out and distract ourselves. And I'm definitely no stranger to that one either. It's delaying the process of what needs your attention. Your soul is trying to get your attention. And you will get these little nudges and sometimes the universe may send you a massive wake-up call that cannot be ignored. And recently over Christmas and the new year, I went through this again. But this time I knew what was happening and it was terrifying because I didn't want to go into it and I kind of went in kicking and screaming. But I decided not to distract myself and really feel what needed to be felt. And it was horrendous. And I'm not going to lie, it was probably the hardest emotional depth I've gone through in my life so far and I lost so much weight my hair was falling out I could barely hold a conversation without bursting into tears I had no appetite and I found it so hard to socialize so I just hid away so I could just heal and feel it and as brutal as this can be they can hold great potential for growth 
and you know it's painful and it's lonely at the time and it feels like no one can understand what you're going through but it is so worth it on the other side and you're never alone ever and one thing I've learned in the last few weeks is that we really are all carrying something and we're all seem to think we're alone but if we're all going through it then we're all not alone some people just carry it a lot better than others and these moments can really humble us as well and you could put off you know the dark night of the soul in a world that can cater to every sense with an addictive pleasure or engage in an over analysis but the beginning of a way out of the underworld is to be conscious of where you were once naive as well as letting go of the old parts of you that were conditioned, assumed or habitual that really isn't in alignment with who you are anymore. It's like a rebirth almost into a newer, updated, wiser, mature version of yourself. And the hardest part of the dark night of the soul is to face your shadow, which contains the repressed parts of yourself, such as your fears, your desires, traumas, beliefs and your insecurities. But behind the dark night of the soul is the treasure of the underworld, the golden nugget, the wisdom and the lessons that you come back with. And you can have many dark nights of the soul in a lifetime. And each time it happens, it just expands you and your soul and brings you home to more of who you are. And sometimes I look at life as just one big, long ayahuasca journey. Like You have to go through the really dark, crappy parts in order to get to the evolved good parts and be proud of what you've come through because you are an absolutely wonderful human being and you know you are not your traumas you are not what has happened to you and underneath all of this is the true essence of who you are and it's just an unlearning and an unraveling of all of the crap that we've picked up along the way that has kept us from shining through and at the end of the day we're all just literally walking each other home and I'm here for it. I am so here for it. So I just wanted to say if you're going through a hard time right now, you are so not alone. Everyone is carrying something and hang in there. You know, turn off the TV, stop scrolling, go out into nature and go with people that make you feel good and get in touch with yourself again. You will make it through it. You always have and you always will. And don't be afraid to reach out take it day by day you will slowly start to feel yourself coming back to yourself again but in a more wiser stronger version of yourself so just wanted to say thank you so much for listening to this episode on the podcast and thank you so much for the support I'm so grateful to have all of the people I have in my life who have been there and supported me especially the last couple of months um it was a rough one (laughs) not gonna lie But we're coming out the other end and we're seeing the light at the end of the tunnel. So you are not alone, my friend. Um, You got this. Sending you so much love. Have a beautiful weekend. And listen in next week where I'm going to be back interviewing with Michael O'Shea. He is in Costa Rica and I actually met Michael. He was arriving in Costa Rica and I was leaving Costa Rica. He was just starting up his, his own retreat. So... We have a little conversation about where his journey is going and what he's up to, which is pretty exciting. So thank you very much. Have a wonderful weekend and I'll see you in the next one.